0: Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the show. Got a big one for you today as I had the opportunity to dive a little deeper into the mindset of an AFL athlete. I sat down with Tommy Bug and we had a really good discussion and I got a lot out of it. I think uh, even Tommy got a little bit out of it as well, which was great. So you guys are going to enjoy today's show. Make sure you stick around for this week's social media question of the week at the end of the episode. Now enjoy the interview. All right, Tommy, thanks for joining the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast, mate. It's good to have you in
1: pleasure to be here
0: pleasure to be here so guys as i mentioned in the intro today what i want to basically kind of focus on is more so mindset um tommy's been in the afl for seven years now um obviously as an elite athlete and professional athlete, so today say i want to dig a bit deeper into the whole mindset around in-season pre-season off-season um as a junior uh, and all that good stuff as well so we'll just make it more of a bit of a a conversation um i think we'll, we'll work best so Let's kick things off, mate, with what age did you did you really think it was kind of possible that you would play AFL?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. So when I was younger, um, I used to play basketball, so I played all different types of sports, basketball, netball, um, badminton at one stage, I was doing everything, but um, realistically, probably at about 10, I remember thinking, like, I want to make this my job, like, I didn't have any other um, fallback plan, I guess, like, yeah. I mean, everyone always used to say to me, school, 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 but... I did okay in school but my main focus was just on football
0: yep and as a junior do you reckon confidence was one of was it was it a strength or were you kind of just it is what it is and then and then you kind of did you like before games and at big games and stuff like that did you get all hyped up about it or were you pretty laid back with it all
1: no I was pretty hyped up like footy was everything everything to me when I was growing up um I remember yeah before big I always wanted to perform in the big games but um self-confidence was huge and I think it's something you probably um, lose as you get older, with yeah. um, so many other distractions. But I remember being young, I remember just rocking up to games knowing what I was going to do.
0: Yeah, cool. So over the last like few years, like I started to do a bit of work with a few AFL guys in the off-season. And I know like me coming into even those sessions, there was especially guys like, um, obviously not trying to name drop or anything like that, but like guys like Pendles and that, when I first met him, I was a bit like, a bit nervous coming into it. So I imagine you stepping into the AFL. How was your mindset coming into the first pre-season when you're basically training and playing with guys that you've watched uh, on TV growing up?
1: Yeah, it was interesting for me because I went to the Giants, so we were yeah. a start-up club. Yeah, that's, oh, that's right. True, um, true. Yeah, so I was there as a 17-year-old, but we still had guys like Kevin Sheedy was our coach. Um, our first year, the, the captains were James McDonald um, and Luke Parker. So
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Um, we had guys like that around, which was which was cool because I grew up watching Luke Power in the Brisbane days. Um, mm. But there was a lot of guys my age, so um, I remember coming into it was really different. It was I, like I in my head I was expecting to play, like I was yeah. putting in the work so then I could play. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a shock to the system because I mean going to another club, you probably don't like you probably don't have that expectation to play. or I know a lot of guys my age that went to different clubs didn't. Yeah, but I know that. For me, and um, it was like forty guys going at eighteen years of age. It was like I'm competing against them for spots. So I remember just thinking that just drove me every day of preseason.
0: Yeah, and when you eventually did get your opportunity to play in the ones, um, obviously in the AFL, pretty big crowds. Like, what was the biggest crowd you played in in front of before the AFL?
1: Mm, I remember we played. Oh yeah, Caulfield one day like the APS competition worked as if there was no grand final. Went to Caulfield Grammar. Yeah. Um. There was yeah. There was no grand final, but it happened that we were playing Wesley in the last game, and it was for the for the um, top spot. Yeah, for the top spot. Yeah, so um, I was actually playing Toby Green at the time. Yeah, right. I and mean, he had a few scuffles and end up yeah. playing together at um, Giants, but. We, um, they, they beat us by 11 points And we I think there was four or 5,000 there Which was huge that's Huge, like, yeah Yeah, that's four or 5,000 Like I'd only probably played in front of 500 before that
0: Yeah um, One problem that I, I know, Not so much a problem But something that I know a lot of junior athletes And even, even senior athletes Like you see it a lot in professional sport Struggle with is big games in front of big crowds And just getting too nervous And completely kind of Almost like losing that confidence in the ability that they obviously have. Is there anything that you do before big games to really calm yourself down and come out and just play play footy like you obviously know how?
1: Yeah, probably with time. I, um, I started to, was starting to master that skill, but when I was younger, it come it came really naturally. Mm. Um, just because I guess my ability, I just backed my, my talent in and and um, how hard I've worked. But over time now, since I've found that it all comes with the preparation before, so. Um, what we're doing now pre season, um, extras that I'm doing, and, and the quality of training I'm doing, that gives me peace of mind knowing when I go out play, yeah. you play know, this, um, this year that I've done the work. So I'm not nervous about that I didn't do enough training or anything like that. That's all set in stone, and then it's just about going to perform.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, good. And kind of leads us into the next question I had is with, with kind of, I guess, your maturity, obviously, you've, you've obviously gotten older. Um, but do you reckon your maturity's changed at all, like your approach to the AFL, or maybe even things you might do off-field um, now compared to when you started?
1: Yeah, definitely. And if
0: oh sorry, just, sorry, interrupted. Yeah. But if so, was there like a turning point or or a point where you kind of just said, you know, I really need to focus, or if, if you needed to, I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, definitely matured over time. Um, really lucky when I grew up that um, that dad. Or oh, if I need new football boots, I got new football boots. If I needed to go to a different school like I went to a different school ended up going to Caulfield you know we always found a way to get the best of the best and I'm really thankful for that with um, with dad but um, it was a double edged sword because um, although I was very grateful for everything I got I think um, it built this habit in me which I've only been able to change recently where I just expected things to happen without putting in the work Yeah. so um, although I've got new boots and all that I kind of wish dad made it a bit harder for me to get those like, things yeah, and actually yeah. work hard to yep. create um, those strong behaviours at a young age but yeah so probably you know I, i'm really good at if, if there's a if i have an obstacle or a challenge i'm very good at overcoming it and i just believe myself i can do it um but what would happen is i would play some really good footy over four or five weeks get comfortable and yep. then go out of the side okay and then i'd work really hard to get back in mm-hmm. i'd do all right for a month or so and then i'd, and I'd drop back out of the side Repeat so that cycle, yeah so i repeated that cycle and eventually that uh, probably cost me um a, a consistent spot at the giants and um, essentially, I, I ended up being out of contract and coming back to Melbourne. And my first year at Melbourne was really strong, uh, but still inconsistent. Still, I can still see some inconsistencies now when I look back. And then was fortunate enough. Um, yeah, I was just driving home one day, and I used to drive. I used to. I used to always um, aspire to be, aspire to be. Um, you know, have richer relationships, to be wealthier, or all, all those type of things. So I'd drive past. Um, you know expensive cars or expensive houses and always think um, you know how yeah um, not in an envious way or a jealous way just wanted to know more about how it all happened yeah. so one day I just stopped and pulled over next to um, a guy that was in a Lamborghini and he um, and basically just wanted to ask his story and he's very successful in his own right and he spent 45 minutes with me that day going through mindset and I'd never really thought about mindset at yeah. all so that kind of changed everything that I um, how I view everything now so that was two years ago now, and I think from that day to now, I've grown so much in terms of, um, you know, my work ethic, my purpose, um, ability to connect with different people and new people. Um, and, yeah, since since then, I think my football's got more consistent, my lifestyle's got more consistent, and, yeah, that's definitely helped me mature over these years.
0: Yeah, that's unreal. And you met, so when you were a junior, did you, like, in, say, uh, did you play any state stuff?
1: Yeah, so as a junior, I played... Um, Representative, so for yeah. your league. Um, okay, yeah. Then from there played state, and then from there played AAS, which is Australian. Yeah. Sport.
0: So did, so I'm assuming from that you didn't really miss out on too many sides.
1: Nah, no, nah, I played nah. in, I played in pretty much every side that was possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. So for people that are listening now, so like my audience is pretty broad, but I'm sure there's people listening now that are in a similar boat and they're at that young age now. They're making sides there. They're finding things relatively comfortable. What advice would you have to them? Like, if you could go back now, and like you said before, you kind of wish that there might have been a few things early on that did set you back, so then you had to change that mindset. What would you say to someone that's listening that has been finding it pretty comfortable so far?
1: Yeah, what I would say would be to keep pushing yourself. Um, I think, especially in AFL, more these days, it's more uh, sorry these days it's more demanding than ever. So, being able to use both sides of your feet and hands, yeah. so hand, yeah, skills on both on both sides of your body. Um, and then also being able to play different positions, so not getting comfortable if you, you know, um, are dominating full forward. Also learning how to play back. Also learning how to play midfield. Because there's nothing. What do you got to do when you're coming to a side is add value. And if you can add value, then um, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna have a long career. And I think um, yeah, with that, you're adding more value from the more positions you can play. So yeah, 100%. that's what I, that's what I've been trying to do over the last couple of years as well.
0: Yeah, awesome. And obviously with an afl athlete and it's, it's very similar with a lot of sports but i reckon afl is probably up there um at the top of this list it seems to be that the whole year is pretty much you're pretty much full-time even though you have an off-season the off-season is not that long then you go into pre-season which is huge and then you play the season so it's pretty consuming so how do you differ your differ your mindset um i guess from off-season to pre-season and in-season especially since you've had kind of that that moment where you change your whole mindset around everything
1: yeah definitely um when I first um, got into the yeah when I first got into footy at a young age away from home so didn't have um, mum or dad to cook so you learn all those different skills and and you take away you take away a lot from it you take away independence Um, sorry so yeah with the mindset and and now these days you know that from two years ago when you find that definite the finite purpose that um, you know everything else comes easier so if if football's my number one thing in my my life then um, everything revolves around that whether I you Know if I go out in the weekend, if I what I'm going to put in my mouth to eat, who yeah. I'm hanging around with, if it's all around footy, then you know it's easy, like yeah. it's not even a thought. But back when I was 18, 19, 20, had other things going on, I was more interested in you know heading out or, or where am I going to go away for off season. Where now it's like off season comes around, I don't, I look at it as like an on season, it's like where am I going to get my advantage. Yeah. Um, all my my trips are planned around having um a facility where I can actually train, so okay, that's the different mindset I have now,
0: yeah. So post season, do you take? Um, do you take a bit of time to let the body kind of recover and, and have a bit of downtime, or do you basically try and maintain, or, or if not, like you said, just improve straight away?
1: Because it, it is a long
0: year. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think physically you got to have a bit of a break, so what's your kind of approach?
1: Yeah, it's a really long year, so um, yeah, definitely like a week or two off. Yeah. Uh, I still like to get weights in because naturally I'm a pretty lean, type, uh, lean person, So, um, but with the running side of things um, being cardiovascular that comes natural to me so i yeah. can lay off running for a couple of weeks get back and not, into it pretty yeah, quick and, and it not affect me but yeah. um yeah so i pretty much have one to two weeks off and then it's back into it and when i say back into it, it doesn't mean i'm doing five days a week but yeah. it might be you know my, my diet's back into back in shape or
0: just getting back uh, into some structure yeah, routine
1: getting a routine getting up at you know 6am and doing the, doing the same things that what i normally do so
0: yeah so i've been seeing a bit on social media lately obviously you're living with mitch now mitch and a couple of things I kind of want to go through now, so one, you look at some of the most successful people and, and the very uh, recurring pattern that you hear is that they believe that you know, the small amount of people that you surround yourself with is, is kind of the product of, of yourself. Do you believe in
1: that? I'm a huge believer in that you're um, a yeah, product of your environment, so surrounding yourself with um, you know, motivated people and people that um, make you better, I think that's really important.
0: Yeah, and so myself over the past kind of 12 to 18 months, I've really got started getting into meditation and really big now on morning routine. So for me, like I'll get up, I'll meditate, write down my daily goals, go back and visit my goals for short term, long term, um, and then start my day from there. So do you have a morning routine or some form of routine that you'd like to follow day in, day out now that kind of gets you in the right mindset for the day?
1: Yeah, I do. I do. I think it's really important to have something like a daily ritual that gets you up and um, I don't meditate every day, but at the, at the club we have um, two full time psychs now. So, Okay. Um, and they run us, and mindf- they're mindfulness coaches as yeah. well. So, you know, we do a lot of stuff around the mind and um, even brain recovery as soon as we finish games or exercise. Yeah, right. Um, but in terms what, of is my, that, what does that involve? Oh, it's basically just shutting your body off. So, as soon as we finish, um, we'll go back in the rooms and ba- basically do, um, yeah, I guess meditation for yeah, right. 10 or so minutes um, just to switch your brain off, which actually helps me sleep a lot better than. Um, than I used to. Yeah, cause you hear a lot games. of
0: guys say after games that is white, like just yeah. can't, can't get to sleep.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's what I used uh, usually am like, but since I've been doing this, I've had really good sleeps after after games, and you can tell over the next day the body's feeling better. And um, but yeah, in terms of daily rituals, yeah, I get I It's a bit of a weird one, but I watch like Tony Robbins a fair bit, and yeah, awesome. he he gets in the plunge pool and he does his bouncing on his trampoline. But mine isn't that. I do 25 star jumps, and then I yeah. do some um, like 25 deep breaths. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that in, the theory behind that is just getting my body going straight away. So I literally roll out of bed and do that straight away. So um,
0: have you ever have you ever tried the Wim Hof
1: method, method? Is that the breathing technique? Yeah. No, I actually haven't. I'll haven't send done you that. through
0: a uh, I'll send you through a link after this to to a podcast um, episode with Lewis House where he had Wim Hof on. Um, I got really intrigued by his stuff. He's done a lot of like world records in cold weather. So like ice-cold weather, like running marathons and and shit like that with no shoes and just in shorts and all this type of crazy stuff. And his breathing technique takes a couple minutes in the morning and it's it's basically there to prime you for the day ahead, I guess. Um, It's been shown to really drop cortisol levels and do all this crazy shit with your hormones and stuff like that. It's really cool. So I'll send you a link. And the other guy I was going to mention is, have you ever listened to already any of um, Robin Sharma's books? I haven't no. Or his podcast. No, I haven't. I'll send you a link to his yeah, as well. Definitely. It's very, very similar kind of mindset, I guess, um, and approach to Tony Robbins, and he's all about um, about mindset and getting yourself in the right kind of flow state to to attack the day. So I'll send yeah, you that cool. after yeah. this. Pumped? Yeah, real good. Um, a question I wanted to ask you, and this is something I want to start asking more athletes coming up: is who do you do you idolise anyone from other sports that you may have taken bits and pieces from um, and added it to your own habits, mm-hmm. whether it's in the off season or game day or just in life in general?
1: Um, yeah, definitely. I love watching other sports to see how they apply themselves. Ours is a pretty unique sport because it's so dynamic. It's so, um, you're doing so many different skills. Where if you look at something like basketball, um, you can go and practice for two hours, you're shooting, and it doesn't really affect the body too much. Whereas if we go for a kick or we go for a. Yeah, you know, it's pretty demanding. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a pretty demanding sport. But I love watching mm. um, Fed, so Roger Federer. Um, yep. Yeah, love watching his stuff, love watching LeBron James. Um, that was another kind of turning point when I watched LeBron. Um, yeah, this was about two years ago as well when I when I met that guy. Just before that, I saw um, LeBron and they come back from three-one down in, yeah. that, um, in that series, and they been done before. Um, just him, like that, when they won, and, and he just dropped to the ground and started crying. And I just realised that I'd never really had that moment with my footy, and that started making me ask questions of why. And that's because I'd never put in that amount of work. So yeah, you know, it's good. I think even that, like, I mean, it's. Um, you know, just just seeing like someone like him and his stature to, to still feel that, you know, makes me makes it feel a bit more human and makes it you know, you can definitely take something out of like
0: yeah. That. Might be a weird question, but do you reckon you're now like in the past couple of years, do you reckon you're a bit more emotionally invested now?
1: Yeah, definitely as like As
0: well as physically obviously putting in the work in the off season and during the season and stuff, but emotionally as well, do you reckon you're a bit more invested?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I mean when I yeah, like in terms of the, the footy stuff, like when I'm there and, and you know, I'm trying to learn and get better every single day if, if things don't turn out exactly how, they, how you, you think they are it's definitely pulls on the heartstrings a bit more but um, the one thing I've learned in this whole journey is just being grateful for what you got and being happy so you know, even though things don't turn out exactly how you expect them to at the time, being grateful for that, uh, that opportunity and that experience and it's ultimately going to make you better for your next experience so um, you move on pretty quickly with things.
0: Yeah, 100%. I was actually, um, obviously you probably would have seen on the news last night and today how Katie Brennan got, got suspended for the game um, this weekend. So kind of similar to what you were saying just then, I actually shot her a text this morning and just said, you know, like, obviously it's devastating if she misses out in the grand final, but as hard as it is at the time, and it's something I've been trying to work on as well, is when you have something that's obviously disappointing, you're somehow trying to find a positive out, positive out of it um, and then move on. I reckon post that, you, you ability to stay positive in those times is so much so much stronger
1: yeah definitely and it's it's a decision like if you let everything get the best of you then it's going to end up worse than what it is but if you take that decision and, and um, yeah you make that decision sorry that it's not going to affect you and you're going to be better off for it like it's devastating for Katie to miss um, yeah the week and, and I, the grand final um, I got suspended for six weeks last year so yeah. I know the feeling but I let it affect me for four or five days properly, where it affected my daily habits and all that, and then I made a decision that, um, you know, nothing else was going to change it. Now it's set and stone, just to move on and
0: yeah, focus on what you can and focus control.
1: On, yeah, focus on what you control. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, mate, is there is there been anyone that you reckon's had a, a, the biggest influence on your career so far, um, whether it's someone from your family or it might be an athlete like LeBron or something like that?
1: Um, they might not be biggest influence. I'd I'd have to say mum and definitely mum and dad just for what they did for me at a young age. I couldn't have I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them in terms of taking me to basketball. I was doing something every single day basketball, footy in the morning six am at night yeah. 10 nine pm like, and they're working full time as well. So for them to be able to do that, extremely grateful. And then just also yeah, just um, a couple of my mentors that I've met in the last two two or so years just to um, I guess just change a. My mindset and probably just being open to trying new things and different things, yeah, yeah different things, things that I probably wouldn't have even you know thought of. But um, they're in the the business world, so and I'm in the sport world, but I think they definitely cross over. 100 percent, hundred percent, yeah, and yeah, definitely. So they're probably they're my mentors and and um, yeah, my family. Cool. Couple
0: of quick questions before we wrap it up, Matt. Um, what is, <laughs> what are your interests outside of football? Obviously, you've, you said you love a lot of different sports and stuff. Is there anything else that you kind of get up to when you get a bit of downtime? Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> i've got um I've got business interests so um I love like if I got a day off or i've got time after um you know after footy it's always doing something productive wasn't always like that used to eighteen nineteen year old playing footy I'd finish it um my day off I'd sleep into twelve one o'clock yeah after footy I'd just play FIFA twenty four seven literally not put down the controller but um yeah as i've matured i've i've um learnt that you know there will be life after footy and there can also be life during footy as well so um, I've just started created a new business um, in beach or beach accessories at the moment, but I'll awesome. probably branch out a bit more with my best mate, and that's it. Um, it's called Cushion, so okay, doing awesome. that, and then yeah, just a few other little um, ventures coming up soon as well. Which uh, so I,
0: is that is that currently li- like is that live? Yeah, for the Cushion's moment? live. So cushion,
1: cool. cushion went live in November, and we had a really good summer, and um, even crossing the the worlds over, I, I used um, Christian Petraka to come with me, and what we did was anyone who bought a cushion within seven days. Um, in a certain period and, and in the Melbourne region we delivered it to their house so oh, awesome. that was a pretty special um,
0: 100% yeah yeah that was
1: pretty special and then also um, crossing over for that as well the AFL-X um, had a seating area on the ground and we actually supplied the AFL oh perfect with um, cushions so that was pretty cool perfect
0: yeah I'll, I'll put the um, I'll grab the link off you after this and, and put the link you got a website obviously yeah I got a yeah, website cool yeah. I'll put the link in the, the show notes for you guys yeah, you can perfect. check it out um, and I was, I was chatting to Tommy Mack last week and I was mentioning that you guys are looking alright this season what are, your, what are your thoughts for the season ahead obviously you don't want to jinx yourself but you reckon know, <laughs> you're looking
1: alright yeah definitely like it's hard like you can't really um, you know say too much before it's happened here in Australia it's yeah. not like that but yeah. <laughs> um, you know we're as confident as um, ever we've had a massive pre-season Goody's been a really um, you know he's had so much impact on the group and you know culturally as well and on the relationship so I think once we're closer as a group we're able to, you know, um, push towards success, and you know I think we're going to be right up there this year. But we just have to win those close games.
0: Yeah. Awesome, mate. Well, really appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm sure the listeners have got a ton of value out of today. So, thanks, coming kind of
1: on, man. No, thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
0: Awesome, guys. Make sure you hang around for this week's social media question of the week. Um, I'll chat to you in a second. Alright guys, hope you enjoyed that interview there with Tom. Now let's move on to this week's social media question of the week and we're going to keep it on the theme of mindfulness and mindset and that question is, I've mentioned a number of times in my daily email how part of my morning ritual and we also spoke about it in the podcast is meditation. I do five to ten minutes of meditation every morning and for people that have never done it before, the question I get often is where should they start? So where I started is I downloaded the Headspace app, I did the 10-day trial or the 10-day 10 10 day introduction and that was really good. Once I finished that, I felt like I was in a good groove and that kind of got me in, I guess, the habit of meditating each day because I didn't want to miss one of the days in that 10-day introduction because they kind of uh, progress as each day goes on. So that'd be my best recommendation on where you should start. Give that a go, let me know how you go and um Most of all, thanks heaps for tuning in to today's episode. It's been great getting our numbers are growing each week in terms of how many people are listening to it, which is fantastic. Again, a big thanks to Tom for joining us on today's show. What I want you to do for me is if you are listening to the podcast at the moment, in the next 30 minutes, take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media, whether it's on Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Instagram stories, or even better, post the link to your Facebook or share it with a friend. Hope you have a fantastic week, guys. Look forward to chatting to you in next week's episode.